Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back now with more CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Chaz Henry. They're making fellow vets laugh, people still in the military, too. A couple former Marines now at the forefront of an explosion of military humor. Uh, hi. I'm sorry. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> go, Max. Go. Hi, I'm Maximilian Uriarte, and uh, I am the creator of Terminal Lance. I just got to say, the Uriarte really <laughs> flows. I loved it. <laughs> hi, my name is Paul Zolger. I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of Duffelblog and a columnist at Task and Purpose. So what's behind all this laughter in the ranks? I asked Paul and Max, what's so funny about military life? (laughs) There's absolutely nothing funny about the military. We should be respectful and never joke about these serious, serious I'm just kidding. (laughs) This This sounds like something you might have heard, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually. No, you know, um, it, in my honest opinion, I I think Lance Corporals, and that's that's more my specialty. Paul deals with the more senior officers and, hey, and senior I, enlisted I, types. I, I do not, uh, <laughs> I do not distinguish. It's just all across the board. But. Yeah, um, I, I legitimately believe Lance Corporals to be the funniest people on the planet. Um, there's something about putting like 50 hyper-masculine 21-year-olds in the same room with nothing to do. <laughs> they have the, the best ideas and the funniest things to talk about. And, and the worst ideas. And I the mean, worst let's, ideas. Let's, let's be serious <laughs> Which are always the funniest. <laughs> so there's a natural humor there. As a former Marine, I have to ask, is it just a coincidence that the two of you both served in the Marine Corps and find yourself dealing with issues of humor? Also uh, the same unit. Yes, the same so, unit. A yeah, better wow. different coincidence. Time. <laughs> yeah, so there is something in the water in, in uh, Kaneohe Bay, Hawaii. Yeah, well, that... there's definitely something in the water in Camp Pendleton. I don't know if you yeah. saw the news about that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Camp Lejeune when I served there. So yeah, was there's... I like back with General Washington or when were you in? It was, uh, you know, he, uh, he didn't like Marines either. I don't know if you heard that. But, uh... <laughs> so there's a long tradition of, of humor in the military. Uh, we look at World War II. You've got the cartoonist Bill Malden. Uh, post-war, there were those humor and uniform stories in Reader's Digest. They were kind of interesting and kind of of their time. Are you guys successors to a tradition that goes way back? I've gotten it before. Like, people have told me that I'm like this generation's Bill Malden. Um, but I, you know, I, I can't say that myself. I enjoy making Marines laugh. And uh, Marines make me laugh every day. So that's all I try to do is, is keep that going. I think the same thing. I mean, um, I'm not going to decide what duffel blog is or means to people. I mean, that's for people to say. But I just uh, after it's been going on for I think it's six years old now. Um, over the years, I've heard from people like I've heard from Vietnam vets who said, hey, this reminds me of we had this underground satire magazine that we used to pass around you know in nam and like we were making fun of generals back then and then i uh, someone else told me about um stuff a, a thing called uh i believe it was the wipers times in world war one it was this uh really really dark humor pamphlet 
so dark. It was very dark, dark, very dark. Like it was, it was like they're all. You know, we're gonna go over the. We're gonna go over the trench, and they're all gonna gas us today. Like that would be a headline. Like it was really bad. Like, but that's kind of how they coped with this the madness of it all. So, um, whether I'm a, the we're this generation of it, I don't know. But I think it's really uh, it's it's just a continuation. Like that humor has always been there. Um, in, in, in the military services. So the two of you have obviously looked back on uh, military humor in the past. As you read that and you see what uh, is sort of in vogue now, do you find more similarity than difference, or is there a real twist to what we're reading and seeing now? I personally find a lot of similarity. I mean, I think, um, it, it, like, I get emails all the time from guys that were in, like, years ago, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and they read my comic and they email me and they're like, nothing has changed. Like, it is exactly (laughs) the same as it was when I was in. The same stuff, the same dumb stuff, uh, and they they really enjoy it. And that's why I think uh, Terminal Lance has been able to resonate with so many different generations of Marines and service members is just because of how universal that humor is throughout every generation. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same for Paul, too. Well, I think uh, it's funny. My my old man, he was in the army in the in the seventies, and uh, he reads Duffelblog every day. He loves Duffelblog, and there's some there are some things that he doesn't get because maybe there's some newer acronym that the military created mm-hmm. and we used it, or you know, some sort of new weapon system or whatever that's kind of like outside of his experience. But the the underlying precepts of of the the humor is stuff that that he gets and i think there's other vietnam vets that are readers i mean we have a a pretty we have older readers as well so i i think it's there i think there is a difference though today with with humor around the military um not with the military generation the people are in the military are totally fine with making fun of it but my experience with duffel blog of people that are outside of the military (laughs) post 9 11 yeah they are the ones that get super mad about making fun of the military. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you would attack the military. And it's like this weird, like, pseudo-nationalistic patriotism that's really crazy That where it's like you can't make fun of the military. Like, there's no military comedies out anymore. Like, MASH is not a thing anymore. Like, there's no, like, movies that really make fun of the military. Sergeant Bilko, where's that? Stripes. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, Stripes, same thing. It's like it used to be a normal thing, and now it's not really palatable to people outside of the military. There's, there's a show a few years ago called Enlisted, and uh, I spent like a week in the writer's room at Fox um, working with Kevin Beagle and them, and everybody I met on the show was super awesome. Uh, I, I felt like it was really hard for them to take a lot of risks with the humor, though. Like They, didn't, they were so afraid of offending um, a demographic of like really patriotic uh, you know, Americans that, that wouldn't have it. But in my experience working with Terminal Lance and like Paul just said, it, it's always people that are not in the military anymore that don't want to hear it, that just like cannot handle some poking fun at it. It's never guys that are active duty. The active duty guys are the chillest, most awesome people in the world. And then for whatever reason, as soon as they get out, something just, just flips inside of them and they, and they just can't take it anymore. You, you put on the hat. You put on the veteran yeah, hat. Yeah, you get that, the veteran with the, hat. With, with the your... t-shirt that's got the American flag. Your and you're like, style shirt. You're like, like all of a sudden you loved your military experience every minute of it. There was nothing ever wrong with it. Even though you it. complained about it for four years straight. And then as soon as you get out, it's like, hoorah, simplify, devil dog, hoorah. So what are the perpetually dumb things that you find have been and continue to be these comedic bounce points? Formation. 
Standing in formation <laughs> is, uh, is number one. Standing around, waiting, waiting for word. The word is you're always waiting for it. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when I'm trying to think of a new comic, I sort of just come up with these general bullet points in my notepad. I'm just like MREs, chow hall, formation, uh, field weapons, ops. Weapons turn in. Weapons turn in. <laughs> and then I sort of think of like where can I go with that and like figure out some way to, to turn that into a joke. And it's like it's always funny. It's just always miserable. And where I've been able to succeed with Terminal Lance is just focusing on the misery of it. Um, which I think is hard for some people because they're like, how, how dare you say the Marine Corps is miserable? And I'm like, everybody I knew when I was enlisted hated being enlisted I, yeah. so much. It was, And so I just I hone in on that. Just like, this sucks, it's miserable, and everybody hates being there. It's like nobody wants to be there, but they're all forced to be, and that's, that's just the Marine Corps, like in a nutshell. I think for, the, for, for people who are not, you know, weren't in the military or not aware, I, I think if you... Like, if you look at any crappy office job, like, you know, Scott Adams with Dilbert has highlighted this pretty well with the Dilbert series with, like, dealing with the crazy boss and, like, all the menial tasks and stuff like that. You can literally put that guy in a uniform and it'd be the military. <laughs> like, there's just it's just those people, those dumb bosses, the stupid work you have to do, like, that all exists in the military. There's no difference except you can't really quit. Yeah, you can't. There's no option. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, no, there's no quitting. There's no leaving to go get another job. Like, you do your time. It, you do your time like it's prison. It, it kind of is. Like, I did a, I did a comic strip about this a couple months ago where— a potential recruit was talking to a recruiter. He's sitting across from him at the desk, and he's all like, hey, you know, you say the Marine Corps is, like, really great. So I was just thinking, what if I tried it out for, like, a year? And <laughs> if I don't like it, you know, maybe I'll just sign a one-year contract instead of four years. And then the recruiter just starts sweating because it's like, <laughs> you got to get him for four years. Otherwise, nobody would stay for the whole thing. <laughs> so when I was at the officer's basic school, we would have to write uh, peer evaluations. This is how you learn to write evaluations of your, your troops. And so we would write about each other. You'd be forced to write. We called them spear evaluations because they always wanted you to be highly critical. And people would write of me, Warrant Officer Henry feels a need to tell jokes in formation. <laughs> I, I took that to be a good thing. I thought I was, uh, you know, when things were really bad, making people laugh was a good thing. Do you see yourselves as uh, being therapeutic in that way? I'm surprised as a warrant officer you were in formation at all. <laughs> <laughs> this was for this was for four months. After that, it was cool. I find that uh, Marines, like, Terminal Lance didn't exist when I was in the Marine Corps. And I wish something like Terminal Lance or Defoblog existed when I was in the Marine Corps. Because to have somebody out there that gets it and, like, understands how horrible it is. And I know that the Marine Corps proper probably would rather I don't talk about how miserable it is. But <laughs> it is. And that's not changing anytime soon. So it may as well let me make fun of it and let them do the Marine Corps stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I Well, I, I look at it like I relate it this way where, you know, before these things existed and we're actually not the only kind of humor things in the military space. Yeah. All these, all these new kind of things have popped up uh, over the years and that's been great. But it used to be the case where you're standing in formation and then you, your sphere of influence, if you're a Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps, is like the guy to your left and your right. And you, you know, you're like mad at the commanding officer who won't come out and you've been standing there for 20 minutes and you just look to your left and you go, man, the CO sucks. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> We're standing here for no reason. And then, like, the other guy's like, yeah. And that's, like, it. That's all you have to reach. For, but now, like, a, a person that's writing at Duffelblog can basically do that same complaint in a satirical, funny way. 
and reach, you know, thousands or millions of people potentially. And it's the same thing for Max with Terminal Lance. Like he's basically it's not like he's making all this stuff up. All these complaints (laughs) are there and he writes a funny comic out of it and reaches way more people in the military. And they're all looking at it going, huh. I thought that same thing, too. Like, all these things exist. We just kind of play on it. Yeah. Max, explain the name of the uh, strip. People who have not served in the Marine Corps might not get Terminal Lance. Right. So um, I get asked this a lot. So a Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps is the rank of E3. It's the third enlisted rank. So it's private, private first class Lance Corporal. And typically in a a ideal uh, Marine Corps career, you'd make it your four years, and you'd probably pick up the next rank of Corporal. Like if you were, you know, if, if everything worked out the way it's kind of supposed to, like in the Marine Corps way, mm-hmm. um, but very often, and this happened to me, um, you may not pick up corporal. And so to be a terminal lance is to be a Marine getting out of the Marine Corps as a lance corporal. And that usually has a connotation to it that you've, you've quote unquote, dropped your pack or you just don't care anymore. Like you've, you've done trying. <laughs> um, you sort of accepted the, the miserable fate of being a Lance Corporal and you're just, you're done and you're getting out and you don't want to reenlist. Um, and that was me. So that's. <laughs> I, would, I would actually just like to add to that because he didn't say it. But for people that are, are listening, they think like, oh, Lance Corporal, like he couldn't pick up because he wasn't a good enough Marine no, or something. <laughs> uh, the reality is in the Marine Corps, they have a thing called a cutting score, which they publish every month. And most Lance Corporals are, at, le- at least for me, for a period of time over like six months or so, I was, quote, chasing the score. Yeah. And my score th- that I would needed to get to pick up was just under what they yeah. gave. <laughs> and like you do that every month and you're like, all right, one more month and I'm going to hit it. And then they raise the bar again. Like it's the Marine Corps constantly screwing you over. Yeah, they just move that goalpost <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, uh, I think by the time I got out of the Marine Corps, my cutting score was something like 17 17- 75 probably just to be extra moto but it was something (laughs) something like that but the the score was either like closed out or like the month prior to that it would be like 1750 and i'd be at like a 1749 and um because my my mos specifically which was 0351 which is no longer a thing actually that just got phased out finally um yeah that it was like impossible for anybody with my mos to pick up and meanwhile you'd have some pogue at IPAC, <laughs> picking up with like an 1,100 cutting score or Because it was different like, for every occupational field based on how many the Marine Corps had and needed in a, in a given correct, month. Correct, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. which is silly because the rank still applies, applies across the board. So like somebody at IPAC is a corporal, you still got to call him corporal and respect him like one, even though he may not earn it <laughs> in the same way that someone in your own MOS might. So you guys have been out for a while. Obviously, your ideas still reflect back on your own experience, but I'm guessing that you're also getting a lot of input, uh, bouncing ideas. And I know with Duffelblog particularly, there's a whole uh, contributor network. Yeah, exactly. Um, I It's actually kind of hard for, like, it's been, I guess it's been 10 years for me now, which is, it's insane to think about since right. I've gotten out of the Marine Corps. <laughs> um, and so when I first started Duffelblog, I thought for sure I was going to run out of stuff to do or, like, run out of things to write within, like, a year. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, ah, there's there's no way that you can keep doing this. And, you know, fortunately, people have written me, you know, within the first few months, I had a, a guy that was sitting in Kuwait who basically was like, hey, can I write for you? This is awesome. I really want to do this. And I'm like, uh, I guess, sure. That's That's great. And then it just kind of went from there. And so... There's been contributors from all across the military, different ranks, uh, just all these different experiences. 
and they bring so much more to Duffelblog than what I would have done by myself. You know, the the, the success of Duffelblog is because of the contributors, um, and they keep it fresh, and it actually helped me learn new things about the military that I didn't know before. Like, I feel like I know uh, a heck of a lot more about just what it is like in the Army or the Air Force or whatever, um, whereas I had this sort of parody view of what life was like over there when, you know, the reality is that, like, it really sucks in the Army just as much as it sucks in the Marines. <laughs> um, and so but not in the uh, Air Force. It, no, the no, Air no, Force, the Air Force no, they have They're, nothing to complain awesome. about. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to complain about. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, the the same thing sort of works with me in Terminal Lance. Like, and people ask me this all the time, like, how how do you keep coming up with comic strips? And I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but every week, I'm like, God, I got to come up with something. And so I, I write and I, I come up with something. But um, essentially, what Terminal Lance it began really, you know, about me and and my experience. Um, and what it sort of shifted into, I think, over the last few years is uh, I, I get hundreds of messages a day, just like non-stop lance corporal stuff homegrown 100 percent organic fresh non-gmo lance corporal material sent to me on instagram facebook uh twitter etc and um so terminal lance has really become about it's it's a platform for the lance corporals of the marine corps for the active duty lance corporals of the marine corps to send me stuff and i'll post it and it'll be funny and it's awesome and then all i have to do is come up with a comic strip twice a week so well actually it's funny i've actually seen his Facebook inbox, you know, where all these Lance Corporals and different Marines just sending him all this stuff. He runs like the most sophisticated Marine Corps intelligence <laughs> service I have ever seen. He knows more about what's going on in the Marine Corps than the Commandant. He, I, I probably see more every day than anybody else in the Marine Corps. As it's far so as, like, funny. If he stuff. starts making frequent flights to Shanghai and Beijing, we need to, we need to worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No worries about that. So, Max, you, you write a strip that is... Sometimes, and often I should say, the, the humor is what would be described as sophomoric, not highbrow. Oh, I don't, I don't know about <laughs> that, sir. <I> don't... <laughs> but, but, How dare you? <laughs> but but you, also, you also published a graphic novel that is one of the most poignant uh, descriptions of, of combat and thinking things through after combat that I've ever read. So there's this overlap of humor and poignancy, which seems to make sense since the humor kind of grows from things you know, not going well, uh, not being comfortable in the field, that sort of thing. How do you see that arc working? Well, I mean, you're referring to the White Donkey, uh, which is at bookstores everywhere. It's available <laughs> everywhere books are sold. And uh, from Little Brown. Um, and we also just have the new Terminal Lance Ultimate Omnibus, also available uh, at Barnes & Noble. And you are so shameless. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I like the White Donkey was a very personal journey for me um, as a book. Uh, it was really like me taking it wasn't so much about like oh i want to write a book about uh my experience which was sort of it but it was more about taking what i learned and uh and finding meaning in it and what did it mean to me to to, to go through all this what was it, what did i take away from it um and so that was what i was really trying to distill into that book and um you know i i, I think that you can have profound thoughts and still laugh at a penis every once in a while <laughs> i don't think those are mutually exclusive concepts um but uh yeah what what i love about lance corporals and and people you know it of course it is very sophomoric as you say um but they're so inventive with the humor like there's there's just an imagination to it that i i just love and they make me laugh every day with just the random 
weird stuff that they send me <laughs> that you couldn't make up. You just you couldn't. There's no there's no substitute for it. And whether it's those lance corporals uh, responding to terminal lance or. Uh, somebody working at the Pentagon writing for a duffel blog, there's an irreverence that is very American, too. I, I think so. I don't know. I was waiting for a question there. That's change, like, change my mind. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, yes, absolutely. So irreverent. So irreverent. So dark. Yeah. Um, I feel like the word irreverent has been like tainted by the it veteran really, Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. I try not to use it. It's like, oh, it's so dark. So dark. So irreverent. It's my, dark, it's my dark humor. Like 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 sometimes when you when uh, when there's a... Like like a a crappy joke, like not as good joke is being told, and then like there's there's like uncomfortable laughter, and it's like oh sorry, I'm just it's my dark you humor. You don't understand my dark sense of humor. You don't understand what it's like <laughs> in the military. We have this dark sense of humor <laughs> where this this would this would kill it at the barracks, but you just don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> like no, it's just a terrible. Joke. It's not funny. Like, yeah. Simple. In World War II, Bill Malden was writing comics that w we look at now and we're incredibly tame. And I wouldn't even call them irreverent. <laughs> they didn't, didn't, seem, didn't seem as dark as we're going to go over the top tomorrow morning and all be killed. But uh, how do you find in official realms your work is being received? Are you, uh, from, do you get pushback? You know, um, sometimes. Uh, it's, it's not often. I've had a couple conversations with General Neller sometimes. Like he's the uh, commandant of the Marine Corps now. Yeah, he'll send me an email and be like, Max, we need to talk about this. <laughs> like what? It's, it's very very rarely. He's he's super cool usually. Um, but you know, like sometimes uh, my work goes against like what they may be trying to do, and I just have to remind them that that's not my job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, I I very rarely get pushed back. I think that officially, uh, Terminal Lance has really become like a staple of the Marine Corps at this point. I mean, it, it's so like embedded in the culture. Um, as as like what it is, um, people tend to appreciate it for like being exactly what it is, which is just an outlet for Marines to laugh at each other. Yeah, it's it's also, I mean, a reflection of that is just how much stuff you get in your inbox. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all these Marines just sitting around in the field, are like I got to get on Terminal Lance, like, <laughs> let's shoot a video real quick, you know. But um, for Duffel Blog, I mean, um, we occasionally, I'll occasionally get some hate mail, but it's usually from somebody that's not affiliated with the military. Like, people always ask me, like, oh, you must get a little, lot of hate mail. And it's like, not really. It's generally well received. Um, Defense Secretary Mattis has uh, praised Duffel Blog in the past uh, when he was not Defense Secretary, but still, uh, <laughs> nonetheless, it was right. pretty awesome to hear him say uh, some kind words. Um, I had heard from George Little, who used to be the. Uh, Pentagon spokesman uh, under Obama, and he actually instructed his public affairs uh, officers and enlisted folks to be reading Duffel Blog and watching The Daily Show, among other things, which I was like, <laughs> that's really cool. So I think more more often than not, uh, Duffel Blog is pretty well received in the military community, and it's like one of those things where, same as Max, like, basically, if something big happens in the news, you know, a great example is this, the Trump announcing the space force you know and like that whole thing it's just ripe for you know funny satirical takes and after something like that happens people are like oh man i can't wait to hear what duffel blog does with this like what's <laughs> duffel blog's take on this and you know and we've certainly delivered we have like space force takes upon space force but <laughs> <laughs> yeah as soon as that happened i had like three comic strips ready yeah. to go and i was like man which one am i gonna run yeah. um but yeah i think that um for the most part you know duffel blog and terminal ants together like 
there, there's a thread of, or really, it, it relies on honesty. Like, we're just honest about what's going on. And uh, I think there's a hunger for that in the military community. Because I know that when I was in, um, when I was active duty, like, there was nobody speaking the truth. There was nobody out there, like, really saying how miserable this is and how stupid this is. It was all like, you know, hoorah, simplify, guys. And it was like, I didn't want to see that. That wasn't my real life. That was just like a a like outsider's perspective of of like how the marine corps is and i just i never liked that um so i think that if i knew that if i had hunger for it i'm sure other people did and i'm sure paul felt the same way um and so i think that that is why it really resonates with everybody it's just that honesty you know you know what else i find kind of strange um about the we we do our respective things to kind of complain about this or that like this is kind of a stupid policy or this is you know this is not this doesn't make any sense and then if you look in the comments section on any given whether it's a duffel blog or terminal ants or a military news story uh, people are like oh what that's it like really we're complaining about this officer that's treating his aide like a servant like he's making him <laughs> he's making him clean his bed sheets i'm referencing an egg investigation that came out yesterday like oh my god he's making him pick up meals at the chow hall that's that's what happens to like every enlisted guy and it's like okay like that's so like we're gonna just accept it be like oh this is a great thing this is just how the military works like it's just such a stupid mindset i mean as a lance corporal i would have yeah. <laughs> well, of course. Like, well yeah what do you expect is an officer <laughs> no no of course yeah of course you accept it because you're a lance corporal or whatever and you don't know any better but it's like if somebody's gonna bring it up as like hey this is a dumb policy i don't get the pushback from people in the military that are like man i can't believe like my my core is going soft like yeah back I, in I the old core that. it's just so ridiculous. back in the old core i had to iron the general's uniforms and like you know it's just like, like what maybe he shouldn't have been I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ask i just did it but I, you yeah <laughs> you do these two products uh, terminal lance and duffel blog and now you're sort of combining and merging and doing a podcast occasionally together we are maybe occasionally we, gotta, okay. we occasionally <laughs> we have to figure out a schedule it's fun to do it's just that uh, Max lives in L.A. and I live in Dana Point, and the commute sucks. Yeah, it's like a three-hour three <laughs> thing. So we always got to try to, like, coordinate something. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so we're, we're sort of, we've been sort of on hiatus for the last few months. Uh, hoping we'll get back into it, but, uh, you know, we, we don't have a schedule. So you guys were making fun of my name saying your dog was Chaz what? <laughs> Chaz what? His name's Charlie, okay. um, but that, that turned into Chaz, Chazercise, uh, Chazzy Bear. Uh, Chazosaurus. So is so, your is so, your name actually Chaz or is it Charles? Charles? It's Charles. It's short. Oh, they, my, uh, hey, so, so you and my dog have a lot in common. So ah. on on names in the Marine Corps, you know, in the barracks, uh, people are notoriously very kind to each other and, and the, about this sort of thing. So when you're named Maximilian, what's it like in the barracks? <laughs> well, the, more importantly, when your name Uriarte is on your chest, because that's my <laughs> last name, and um, it, my my like first week in the Marine Corps act, uh, fleet. I, I get to my barracks room, I get to my room, whatever, and I, I meet my, my section, the assault section. And uh, one of my corporals is like, how do you say your name? And I was like, Uriarte. And he's like, yeah, what? that's too hard. What's your first name? <laughs> and I was like, Max. He's like, okay, we're just going to call you Max because that's 
easier on everybody. <laughs> so then my nickname just became my actual name, which I, I kind of lucked out on, I think. You know? Yeah, you totally lucked out on because everybody else has like a terrible name or nickname or something. Like, yeah, even I my, mean, my first sergeant was calling me Maximilian. You'd see me and be like, Maximilian, how's it going? So it worked out. Well, Paul, I, you had a few letters, a few consonants. Well, my name is really, it's weird if you look at it. It's it's Zoldra, but it has an S-Z because of my Polish heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just they just don't know how to spell. So I have an S-Z in front of my Zoldra. So if you, ju- you just have to forget the S. That's it. That's all you got to know to pronounce it correctly. But nobody ever gets that. So um, I was basically called Soldier, Zoldara. <laughs> Uh, you know, but mostly soldier, like everybody, which is funny in the Marine Corps, like everybody is like, oh, soldier, come here. And then he's like, wait, did you, call, did you call that Marine a soldier? No, no, that's his name. And it's like that kind of thing. But um, I had a drill instructor one time. Um, I, I can't believe I'm just I've gone into boot camp stories, but it is, it is, it is related. Uh, I had a I had this drill instructor one time who saw my name tape, had looked at it and was like, soldier, are you a soldier? And I was like. Yes, sir. Like, yeah, I don't know any better, right? And he's like, he's like, all right, well, I want you to say something for me. And he's like, you got to say, I'm a soldier, just like I told you. And I'm like, so white. Like, I am really white. Like, I can't do the, I can't, like, I'm not a rapper. I don't, I can't do it with the, the finesse, you know? Yeah, you're not rap. Eminem. I am not Eminem. So I'm just walking around the pits at the rifle range going, I'm a soldier just like I told you, sir. I'm a soldier just like I told you, sir. And he was like laughing himself silly. So anyway, many have, many people have had fun at the expense of my last name. So You know, he wasn't supposed to do that, Paul. He was not. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's, yeah that's not regular. I believe that was hazing. Yeah. I, was, I was very hazed and I... Let's I, do an IG I am uh, very upset by it. You alluded to a boot camp stories and I've always had a theory that Every Marine, and this may hold true in other services, but definitely every every Marine has the same number of sea stories slash war stories. It's just that early on, every one of them begins, and then my drill instructor. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Well, my drill instructor got so mad. He was trying. He was trying so hard to get you to do a, a boot camp story, Max. Yeah, I know. I I, I have some. Uh, you know, I um. It was funny about you, you my boot what? camp experience is really different. I was the artist recruit. Um, because I can draw, and that's like the worst thing in the world. If anybody in the Marine Corps finds out that you're an artist and you can paint or draw, don't tell anybody. Just don't ever show anybody your sketchbooks or anything like that because they will have you drawing and painting every stupid company mural, every battalion headquarters wall painting that you, you know, it's like, oh, get that artist kid. Hold on a second. I got to push back here because (laughs) I was not an artist recruit. Uh However... The, the during the week of being the artist recruit where you draw those block cover, cover block blocks. things yeah yeah I uh, I did not show my uh, art skills because I have none but I did uh, somehow uh, he figured out my drone sort of figured out that I knew computers and so <laughs> during that week, all the artist recruits were drawing and stuff I was in the drone instructor hut at the computer. Like doing Excel or something for the, the the drill instructor for some physical stuff. Probably doing his homework at college. Yeah. I don't know. He just made me do it. But that whole week was like I didn't have to do anything. That was like the whole like they do the laundry or they have to work in the chow hall. Like yeah. that's your platoon is doing all this crap. And then they come back and they're getting 
wrecked. Like they are getting smoked so bad, doing push-ups and everything. And the artist recruits are just like, oh my God, I don't want to look over there. <laughs> and I'm on the computer and I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. And like you you do not have to do any of that stuff. for a, It's almost like a week off. I feel like you don't understand. I'm a, I'm a master skater. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> Tony Hawk of the Marine Corps. Like I was the artist recruit. Not only that, I was, I'm Jewish. So uh, that was great in boot camp because on Fridays we would go to Temple. Uh, this is Friday night, you know, and uh, we would do that and we'd go have fun. We'd go to the synagogue and we'd like drink wine and eat bread and stuff. And then uh, <laughs> we come back Friday night. Everybody's ready for bed. So but on Sunday, all the Christians would go to church and we weren't allowed to go, obviously. But there was nothing for us to do. So we would just sit in the squad bay and read comics. You're you're like a you're like a religious double dipper. This is this is this is so unfair. I went to the Catholic service on Sunday. I didn't know you could do the Jewish thing on Friday. Well, you're not Jewish, Paul. I, I should have said it. I should have like, <laughs> let me in here. A lot of note taking for young people headed to boot camp here. I think. Yeah, seriously, you gotta you claim to be Jewish to get out of boot camp stuff on Fridays. And oh then yeah, well you know Sundays you uh, you get out of doing you know anything really tough as well I it mean, was a risk because the drill instructor walked in like the first week of boot camp and he's like who here is jewish without saying why <laughs> and I was just like usually when the military starts asking for the jews like it doesn't end well so i was like should i raise my hand historically like, questionable yeah. <laughs> yeah so paul soldra who uh created uh double vlog and maximilian uriarte creator and uh the terminal lance of the marine corps these days appreciate your time today and uh tell us about the book again max oh yeah we got uh terminal lance ultimate omnibus just came out a couple months ago from little brown available everywhere books are sold along with the white donkey and your graphic novel section uh check it out guys thanks a lot appreciate your time great talking with you thank you so much for having us thank you T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.